Hello and welcome everyone to this conversation, a metaphysical wisdom sponsored interview with myself, Cindy Silva, and our guest, Deborah Silverman. I'd like to share a little bit about Deborah with you to prepare you for this conversation. Uh, Deborah is a part comedian, part psychologist, part astrologer, and all real. She helps people turn on their own inner observer to see the things that they say and do in a totally objective way. Deborah has been in private practice for over 40 years. She uses astrology in her own system called the Four Elements, or 4E for short, as a tool to help people step into their power. Deborah's mothering approach to understanding and empowering people from all walks of life has earned her international fame and admiration. She's written a book magazine columns and hosted a radio show and has a YouTube channel with over 3 million views. Wow, that's impressive. Actually 7 million, but we'll just go with (laughs) 3. 7 million. Wow, two of my favorite numbers, 3 and 7. I'll have to tune into that. Deborah is dedicated to creating community and working for children. Beautiful. She believes the future is arriving and none of us can do it alone. She's an expert in embracing the feminine, and her ultimate dream is to revolutionize therapy by teaching therapists how to provide custom treatment to their clients. Deborah believes in the power of listening. When we're silent, both with ourselves and each other, the messages that are trying to come through can be given a voice, and we can all start walking our authentic and powerful path. Deborah splits her time between Kauai and Boulder, Colorado, where she enjoys talking to the beautiful flowers, swims daily, and spends time with friends and family. And according to Deborah, this is going to be a year of massive change for everyone. So let's open the interview and conversation by talking about how is 2018's transformational power going to affect us, Deborah? How is the 2018's transformational power going to affect us? That was your question? Yes. How is it going to affect us? Well, first of all, um, let's talk about what that even means, powerful transformational energy. There's just huge change. I think everyone listening to this knows that. There's no arguing. When you look around at politics or the environment or you take care of your kids and you hear what they're dealing with at school or you listen to your husband come home from work or you go to work and you find out there's there, everywhere we go we are in the most critical, unusual time. I call it her story instead of his story. It's not history anymore. It's her story. This is the most unusual time we've ever witness because if you think about like your grandmothers or their grandmothers this conversation (laughs) of being on a radio as two women talking about the times would have been unheard of like we're so we're in such a radical departure from what we considered normal ever before so that's number one like we are not in any semblance of an existence that we were trained for prepared for and change is moving in an exponential curve because of this thing called the internet so everywhere you look there's buttons. <laughs> you pick up your phone and there's buttons. There's just buttons everywhere. And these buttons are clearly the doorway to the future and to speed. So the question is, what is the transformational energy? I mean, that's a hard sentence. Like, there's tra- So I, I'm the person that when people start talking spiritually, I'm always like, what does that mean? 
even the word spiritual, what does that mean? And, and, you know, we had a session earlier, Cindy, and you really helped me. One of the things you said that was profound, and it's true, is I bridge the invisible world to the visible world. That's what astrology does. It talks about this weird thing called stars that we can't see or even identify them. Most of them are invisible. We look up at the stars, and even I, who live in Hawaii and try to make friends with them, can't identify which is which. And yet they're constantly communicating to us. So I am the bridge maker. You're right. And that is essentially what spirituality is. How many of you out there are fascinated by the invisible world, the patterns, the understanding of why we're here, these deep questions, and then you have this personal life that you're trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's like a joke, isn't it? You've got to feed the kids, clean the house, take care of your husband, and make sure you're in a relationship or not, or complaining. Or We've got a million things to do, and then we're supposed to be spiritual. Such a funny game. Now, I'll tell you what, your grandma never talked like this, did she? No. Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah, so we're in, that's the transformation you're talking about. We're in an unprecedented time in her story where the conversation has entered into a level of English or spiritual, you know, I call it spiritual spiritual. like we're talking about all this stuff, but are we at our heart level, how are we coping? That's really my conversation. In 2018, it's so important that we become authentic, vulnerable, exposed, telling our own personal, talking it from a personal level. You know, one of your gifts I've already noticed looking at your chart, you're so smart. And it is such a gift to us because you lighten us up. You take us to a higher picture. And then back at the ranch, we've got to come back and make the money and clean the house and take care of all the practicals. There's a bridge, and my book is all about that. How do you bridge spirituality and practicality? And that's 2018. Mm. How are, how are we going to apply our spirituality to this crazy time we're living in where I can guarantee you it's going to get bumpier and bumpier. Trump has just begun. And it doesn't matter what you believe, good or bad, he is making change. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Well, yeah, that brings a lot of uh, insight and, and more questions, actually, for me about yeah how do you bridge this and the real piece that you're laying on the table is the paradox that we're both and we're both formless spiritual uh, expansive in- infinite um creative beings and at the same time we're occupying a space of density and limitation and structure that we have to take into consideration of how the two operate together like the yin and the yang energies and how do we balance all that and your work and um, I hope you don't mind me sharing a little bit about uh, what I saw on your chart is yeah. that uh, you spoke about what's talked so much about in your book and you you know identifying with the fire element which I clearly feel uh, coming from you is that uh, you're here to support the underdog and when I look at your chart what your uh, legacy is is nature to really connect humanity back to nature and I, so I feel the underdog that you're really advocating for is nature it's not necessarily a, a human underdog it's it's nature that's amazing I got the willies that's amazing nature doesn't have a voice and you're the voice for nature so I want to just bring that forward and thank you because uh, you and I share that in common in our designs is that our uh, legacy and our contribution to humanity has to do with reconnecting humanity to nature. 
I know. It's so funny you said that. I mean, I would never have had those words. Mm. So thank you for that. That's one of your gifts, Miss Jupiter, at the point of your release of the yacht in Gemini. <laughs> that's, the, that's, your, that's your purpose of lifetime, to give us words. Mm. Let me and share a little a bit job. about the book and then... Oh, well, that was my gift. So my book was all about me putting words to my purpose here. And my purpose here is very clearly about, it's so funny you said it, about bringing people back to nature and to give you back to your own, this is where it comes back to practicality. Like, it's one thing to say give a voice to nature. It's another thing to say, have you guys been in the ocean? Have you gone and had some really fresh, clean water that's not in a bottle? Have you taken your shoes off and walked in the grass? Have you cleaned your house lately? Have you sat in front of a fire with your loved ones and made a fire? And, like, we're talking touch the land, get back into the earth. Give yourself over to this practical promise of of how to be embodied. I guess that's that's it. That's what, what 2018 is. Saturn's entering Capricorn and Jupiter's in Scorpio. And we have a chance to really be the example rather than be full of shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And there's another piece uh, that's coming. I know it's not in 2018, but it's, it's forthcoming, and I think we're already feeling it, and that is that this country, the United States, is approaching a Pluto return. I wonder if you want to share any insights about that. Well, it started when Trump was elected. Believe it or not, Saturn was exact degree on the United States chart on the Ascendant. It was the marker of our getting sick. He entered when we were getting sick, when we needed discipline. Instead of what we got, instead of getting discipline, what we're getting is wild. Like we're just being wild. We're reacting and we're fighting and we're disagreeing and we're conflicted. But we were supposed to. If, we were, if an astrologer were to look at the United, if I was the king's astrologer for America, and they showed me the chart a year ago in November, I would have said, "Uh oh, this country is coming into a very dangerous time for its health." And so you need to be conservative and pull things back. So, yes, like the tax cuts, but in a way that is serving the people and not serving the rich, because clearly that's the dilemma we're in. Yes, I think everyone listening is probably somewhat of a liberal and listening to the quality of lifestyle that we want our people in America to live with. It's not what we're about to promote. But that's clearly what Saturn on the Ascendant. So Pluto return, that's every 200, but yes, I, I would have a hard, I'd make up a story, Pluto return, the entrance of power returning back to its source, like we began as a country who was, it's funny, I was just talking about Uranus to my class, who because that's what America is, is it's a, a country based on Uranus. Uranus rules, breaking rules. During the French-American Revolution, we had to leave a country behind who were our teachers, our leaders, the queen, and said, no, 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 we're not listening to them anymore. That was the Uranian entrance of America. And so if we look at Pluto return, and we're returning back to that power of that non-traditionalist, yes, right now we are going to have to face again, is America going to survive? I mean, this is really, we are in a critical moment it can't be understated, and I think everyone in their heart of hearts knows this. I always feel like I'm speaking to the obvious. Like when mm-hmm. you say transformational power, like what does that mean? It means that everything you've known, transformation means what started to look one way, said the caterpillar, turned out an entirely different way, said the butterfly. That's called transformation. Right. Nothing resembles the same thing. 
transmutation and metamorphosis, all those words of yep. transfiguration. And when I'm looking at the world through the lens of my perspective and things I've been exposed to and tend to attract, I see a change in the species and the mutation of the genetics creating totally. And so when I see the great division in our political system, what really comes to mind is that we're two different species is operating in the same uh, vehicle with different consciousness. And that's what I see. Is it's like when we look back. Two different species. History. What are the two different species you see? Well, if i just use an example of uh, when the Neanderthals were replaced by the Cro-Magnum. It's a it's a different awareness yes. that's like operating changing species. on board. Very good. Yes. Yeah, and so the uh, the new children will call them, but they're really not children. The souls that are incarnating um, have a, a an affinity to and in, in the direction of unification and seeing themselves as part of a greater whole, where the uh, species that seem tends to be running the gover- in the government in the older uh, generation of thinking about uh, greed and that sort of thing is being replaced. And there's a tension that happens. And there's a physicist, uh, Michio Kaku, who talks about this. He says we're moving from a type zero civilization to a type one, and it's the most dangerous transition a, a civilization can make. Wow, the most dangerous transition a civilization could make. Well, if you think, I mean, transformation. So, what if we took the because you're such a big thinker, and I and I do believe in aliens. I don't tell people this usually, but I do believe there's an intelligence that is, thank God, bigger and better than ours, and that we as a species are dated. I do believe that there's a shelf life on the human condition, and if we could evolve, which it looks like we can't. We would find a transitional way of listening. What we would learn to do is start listening to um, higher intelligence, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. Like your accessing mm-hmm. your chart accesses a very high level of intelligence. That is not normal, quote unquote, whatever that word means. It's a setting on a dryer. I can never figure it out. Normal. <laughs> you aren't normal. I'm not normal. Does anyone here look normal to you? I don't know what normal is. I know. It's a setting on a dryer. Is there a anymore? It's a setting on a dryer. It was put in place by some concept of school when you were a kid. Well, funny because normal and dry seem to go together. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They're dry. They're a dryer. So we are at the end of a species. That's one of the things I don't like to talk about very much. But the, what you can do about it in 2018 with Pluto entering uh, Saturn going towards Pluto, which will happen by the end of 2019. You know, there's a lot of astrological jargon I can say that will make you complicated and confused, which I don't like doing. I don't like talking about abstract terms. But if you look, guys read my book, The Missing Element, I talk about the, cha- the times of change and that we're in crisis, but I do it in English. I, there's no mention of astrology in my book. And it wasn't hard to do because my – and have you read the book, Cindy? Yeah, I read. I have read the book. I did the exercises. I love your book. In fact, I 
think it's such an unusual and unique book. It's definitely not normal or dry because the, everything is in color, which I love. And it really made me see some things I didn't see about myself. And it's not a book I'll put away. I'll leave it in a place where I can access and resource it when I feel out of balance to That's see which I want to said. I know. It makes me feel so good. <clears throat> Someone interviewed me and said, that she kept it on the side of her bed. It was so sweet that she just picked it up to make herself feel better. <laughs> yeah. Put it under your pillow. <laughs> Sleep on it. Really, really let it enter your really, field. It touched my heart. Yeah, because I, is what you said, because I am an embodiment of nature. Like, I am about to go on my hike when we hang up, and I'm going to go bike riding today, and I'm going to go in the ocean today, and I'm going to go, like, I don't spend a day in my life without respecting this temple called my body. It's my worship. I worship my body, and I worship the food I eat, and I worship the land I walk on, and I am a, basically an indigenous person wrapped up in a little Jewish girl's name, Deborah Silverman, that's an astrologer. But you're so right. My whole function in this life is to bring back nature into the physical experience. So we're humbled by the creator. Like We're so caught in our heads. Like, what, who made that body? Your body is a temple. It's magical. It's breathing. The heart, it never takes a break. Your heart never, not one break. You want to talk about getting tired? Mm-hmm. From the minute you were conceived, your heart started beating to the day you leave. It doesn't stop. It's devoted to you. This temple is devoted to your existence. And you take it and you treat it with such disrespect because we eat meat and we take care of this processed food and we eat sugar and we just indulge it because we don't remember that we are, in our nature, in our nature, we're this incredibly evolved evolutionary tool which by the way because of our brains are now being in question like will we survive yeah there's also those conscious people i witness parenting quite differently than the way i was parented and the way i parented and they're they're more conscious they have more uh, resources available to them where they are feeding their children organic foods and uh, seeking out alternative education. So I've, I see it going in the direction of uh, returning to being an integral part of the planet instead of a parasitic uh, entity living on it and off of it, you know, just um, taking taking without giving back. I see that changing, but it's, it's happening obviously slowly. Um, and it, it's happening at the same time there's a huge amount of destruction. So I see that creation and destruction are happening simultaneously. It's not one is happening and then another happens. It's just a matter of where we're placing our attention. If we're placing it on only the destructive parts, we're going to feel kind of sad about the situation. But if we have any of our awareness attuned to the incoming frequencies and how they're being anchored and integrated into the lives of those that are able to track and uh, and ground and anchor them, then there is promise and hope, and, and it is happening. It is here. Yeah, now. and how do you feel as far as optimist, pessimist? Well, I've, I experience both within my awareness, but I tend to lean towards optimism, I feel, Maybe it's because of what you mentioned that you see in my chart that I have a connection to uh, guidance that comes from another perspective that sees the bigger picture. Yep. And from that place, we're doing fine. 
I mean, it's true. From spirit, from I'm sure from spirit's point of view, they're like they're rolling their eyes, going, "Oh my God, those people down there are just so strange." <laughs> but it's kind of a, a surrendered acceptance. Like, yes, they're strange, and we're doing the best we can. And will we survive? It'll be dependent on you guys listening. How much your own personal life has power. Like, are you embodied, and do you respect the feminine, and do you respect your own heart, and are you taking care of yourself? It's self-care. It's such a great thing. This is so cool. The way to change the planet is self-care. Yeah, absolutely. I always feel what a great assignment. So true. And I feel like our greatest gift to the planet and humanity is our own aura. And if if we can just take care of our own aura, which is a, a... a wavelength and a signal and a frequency we're putting out. Like if we're driving a car that's got really bad exhaust and we're polluting the planet or are we driving a vehicle that's running on clean, efficient energy? And uh, that's really our responsibility is our aura, our, our field, to tend to our own field. And when there's an imbalance, as you so... Um, practically demonstrate in your book how to bring it back into balance so that we're, yeah, we don't yeah. wobble in our spin. We, can, we have these tools that, that um, teachers like yourself have provided. That Yours is so practical. The book is so easy and a quick read um, that it's just picking it up. I feel like I'm, my field is becoming attuned. I'm being trained towards and train towards balance just by holding this book. The images, it's so funny cause the words. I, yeah, it's, and I love that you love the colors. It was a, not an easy fit. I had to argue with everybody to get that art in that book. That was, if you can imagine, the publisher, like, really? Pictures all over the book? <laughs> I know. So we did it. so unique about it. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. That was a very deliberate effort on my part. Um I wanted to say that that people out there you reading the book it was a long if for those of you that want to write a book it's not like this people talk about this in Hay House and all these people and I'm on Hay House every month I do a radio show um and so I'm in that circle but I can tell you this that writing a book and being part of that Hay House audience it's less important what you externalize it's more important that if you have a story to tell this is what I did for years before this book came out for years I just kept journaling and writing and journaling and writing and journaling and writing. And I kept saying, I'm writing a book. I said it to my poor kids. I said it like for probably 20 years. I'm writing a book. 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 And then one day the book got written and it was shocking. God, it was so amazing. That it actually happened and it came out and it had pictures in it and I could sell it. And the publisher picked it up and we took it off to the, I was like, What? Because you can do something, so did, all of you out there, that, well, you yeah. just dream and dream and dream and dream and you never give up and you dream and you dream and you, it's the, the, if I had to point to one thing, I've had a very successful last two years since I've turned to my Santa return, I just turned 60, and the success has been, I never stopped doing what I, like what you do, like like no matter how people say, you know, they're tired or they're not getting paid enough or they're feeling frustrated, it doesn't matter. You just keep doing it. My, thank God for my father who's passed. I learned about discipline. You just you don't stop because you're tired or you're bored or you're not getting paid. You just keep doing it. And then what did I find out by the time I reached my Santa return? That I had a school where I have thousands of people coming to study with me. I have 
you know, 30 mentors that teach what I taught. I've trained them all. I have 15 employees. I've made my business a success story with all women, only women. And I have this thing called the Star Community. For any of you interested, for $22 a month, you can go on. I always wanted to show people about astrology in a very simple way because I'm a little slow. Like, you're very advanced, Cindy. You've got an incredibly strong intellect, and there's a genius that you've had your whole life. But it puts you in a category by yourself because you're so advanced. Sorry, but it's true. Mm. Well, don't be sorry. I'm thankful for you recognizing that. It's um, Yeah, it's always been something I've tried to find people to connect with that I can communicate with that understand me. So I'm glad that you do. Feels I love the way you talk. And so, but it took me years and years and years. So there I was studying, 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 giving readings, giving readings, giving, not getting paid, sometimes getting paid, getting paid. And then after years and years and years and years and years, because why? Because I can't help but serve, and that's what I want your audience to hear. Christmas, give yourself the gift of service. Who can you serve? If everyone just thought that way, who can I serve? Because they did self-care. You can't give at the sacrifice level where you're feeling victimized or exhausted or you're unappreciated or someone takes advantage of you. That sucks. We're not doing that. But if you're giving because you can't help yourself, because you love to give and you don't care what comes back and you want to bring him tea and you want to buy her a gift and you want to take care of them, then who cares what comes back? Now, that's what the gift of my father gave me. What a gift. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I know. I well, I realize we haven't we haven't even shared the name of your book. So let me say a little bit about your book, and then I want to talk about your school and your website, so people have access to reaching out to you who want more information. So the book called The Missing Element is a chance to understand the uniqueness of your personality. Deborah provides a language that allows you to have compassion for how different, weird, and individualistic we each are. Included is a personality test in the middle of the book that distinguishes the four types, water, emotional, air, thinker, earth, practical, and fire, the energizer. In this book, you'll find out which one you are and even more importantly, which one you are missing. Wonderful. Um, I did the test. I was really surprised, um, not necessarily at the test. Um, I scored the lowest, lowest on fire, as you would imagine, based on my chart. But it was the other one about the crisis. There was the four different uh, paragraphs you could read about the crisis. So my uh, the crises and um, the tests were different. I scored lowest on fire, but the one I related to in terms of the most crisis was Earth. Is that unusual? Nothing was unusual. <clears throat> what was your takeaway? What did what, what did, were you left with? Uh, just really surprised because I, th- I think of myself as a very grounded person and I think of myself as practical and those are all Earth-related things. But when I was reading about the Earth crises, I was relating so much to some of those things. But, you know, I also have to admit that I've been going through a process like a dark night of the soul. So there's a restructuring happening in my life, too. And um, it's interesting that 
I went on a sabbatical for the reasons that you talked about because I was giving, giving, giving and nothing was coming in return and I wasn't enjoying the giving. So I pulled my energy out of the things I was doing to recalibrate and go through a process. And um, I haven't been doing these interviews or being uh, publicly available and it was the invitation to interview you that pulled me out of the sabbatical and I wanted to say yes to sharing the work in the world you're doing because it relates so much to the way I see myself being of service. Um, So that's what I got out of it was that um, there's a new foundation and structure related to the earth element being uh, brought forward through my new perspective on the other side of this dark night. Wow, that's amazing. And well, I'm your first interview in 100 years? Not 100, but uh, a couple at least. <laughs> wow. That makes me happy. Oh, well, it makes me happy. And, you know, when I look at our charts, what's funny is um, I was born in the mid-60s when um, Pluto and Uranus were conjunct in Virgo in the 47th hexagram based on the work I do. And when I look at your chart, your Jupiter is sitting right at that very point. So your energy of expansion and the element I'm the weakest in is your strongest element is like pulling me out of the um, kind of um, humble place I like to hang out in. And it's at this time when uh, I'm kind of feeling myself uh, go into astrology language and not wanting to, but at the same time, how did you learn? How did you learn this? I'm so interested. Well, the human design system contains a component of astrology, and because I really believe in the way transits affect people's lives and how every time I've gone through a major undoing in my life and and a descent into the underworld it's been because of a major aspect of uranus in my chart the ruler of aquarius which is my sign and as you say the ruler of this country it, there's a i want you to come harmony. to my school why don't you come study with us you're so smart oh do you know about the school I do. I just am learning about it through your contact. So let's mention that for everybody listening to this interview. Deborah's school, the starcommunity.com, is well, that's where she mentions. No, oh, that's not different. Star, okay. Tell yeah, us about the star your community. School. The star community is just a really fun website where you can learn every day where the planets are and you watch interviews and you get to know that sign of the month. And it's a really fun, kind of a, a very cute, entertaining student-like role with astrology. You really get to learn about astrology as a beginner. But the school is a deep dive. It's six weeks long, and twice a year we have um, the school open. So the first time it opens is in January is when the card opens, and then the school starts in February. And then again in September, the card opens, and the school starts at the end of September. So the school is a very deep entrance into studying your own chart. So even you, who knows astrology, I've designed it because I'm a psychotherapist. I've designed the school to help you remember what you're here to do. So you would find out very quickly 
that you were missing Earth. You'd find that out. Even though you've got so much cap, you would take the test in the school and you would be in the course, and then they would give you homework. So the school is transformational. It's the goal of the course is to have people go through awakenings. That's the first level. And it really, like people lose weight or they find their partner or they break up or they find their kids. Like, like the craziest things happen. The second level of the course, which is another six weeks, and it's just ten people in the room. It's online. There's ten people in your class and there's one mentor. And the mentor has been trained by me and we've looked over your chart. and Everyone studies with me to start with and then they go off and they teach. One and a half hour, once a week, online, with your chart on the screen, and ten other people, you each take a turn. Second level, you get to learn now how do you do a reading, and I give you a script that I designed, like I broke the code. How do you do a reading, even as a beginner, where you're practical? So the information you're giving this person is really useful, and it's got a direction, it's got a function, it's got a rhythm to it. And then the third level, people come to see me in person. So the first two are both six weeks once a week on the computer with the mentor. The second level, same. And the third level, you come and see me either in Hawaii or in Boulder. And we spend five, four days together. And you do a reading in front of me, and I sit next to you, and I critique with you, and you learn, like, exponential curve at level three. So that's mm-hmm. essentially the school. And um, it's $1,000 for the first course. And we do do some scholarship programs. And that's part of our, you know, my, and then we get, we have thousands of people coming to the school now, and it's just been amazing, amazing, to put it lightly. Wow, congratulations. That is, that's wonderful. You've created an amazing portal for information to descend into the. I don't know how this happens. The... I know. I know. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure in your human design, the human design that you described, I think it's that I am a, as you described, I become a voice. And I manifest very easily, I've come to discover. I never thought of myself as a manifester. But as the years are going by, I realize now that I do. Yeah, you do. And your type is a manifesting generator. It's, it's you have means, a what powerful connection. It's just that you have, a, you have the most pure manifesting generator channel in the design. And although I don't ascribed to the original language and teachings of human design because I've integrated other things and I call my work genetic alchemy. It's about being able to choose the right words to carry a frequency that speaks directly to a person's DNA so that they can access a greater bandwidth of creativity that's within them waiting to be expressed as the universe creating through them in a specific direction of contribution and your channel, your definition, the channel of charisma, and also known as the majesty of movement, you and I share that channel that defines our type, is um, an energy that works very quickly. Um, and so it sort of takes shortcuts. It's like um, a wormhole from point A to point B. Uh, without necessarily um, going through uh, a traditional process. Yeah, that would be a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm mindful of the time, and I want to know how you're doing on time and if there's anything we haven't shared that you'd like to, and 
anything you'd like people to know for sure before we conclude the conversation? I think the important thing is that all of you have purpose here. Everybody has a mission. Everybody has a purpose. And whether you know it or not, you're on track. And I'm sure there's judgments because that's what we all spend all day long judging ourselves. And there is a um, powerful energy that's coming into 2018 called Saturn and Capricorn. It's just about to happen in the next well, it's actually happening today, but it'll be over the next um, two years. And it's about us becoming our own president, our own governor. And that's where I think astrology is so important. You get to discover your own self. And the more you do work on yourself and you really accept how unique you are and individual you are, the quicker you're going to be able to provide your service here. And that's what we're all here for. <laughs> In case anybody didn't notice, we're all here to evolve and serve and be helpful. Mm, and you talk about that in the conclusion in your book about being in service and how um, what a gift and how generous we become when we're in alignment with our destiny to serve and we find that role that um, life becomes something completely different than when we're struggling and trying to figure out who we are, when we hit that stride of uh, knowing what our purpose is, things sort of start to take over. And the language that um, I've heard come through me as I'm doing readings is that we move from personal will to divine will. And we exactly. Not necessarily being the doer, but being done through. And then the effort... It go, falls away, and we're not using our life force energy up and um, more than we have available. And so it feels like it's a regenerative uh, process and role that we get fed by, um, and we start to feel more energy and become more useful because we're not. Um, pulling the energy out of our life force to go after something, but we're more magnetically drawing to us the things that are needing uh, what we have to offer, and it's natural. Yes. That's great. Yeah, well, I think you've said it. I, I just want to thank you for the interview, and I'm so happy that it brought you back into the um, into the swing of things because you've definitely got a message. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it feels good. I feel um, a little rusty, but um, it's all good. It's part of the uh, unfolding. I appreciate the practice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, you're welcome. I'm so glad that uh, our chemistry ignited and we got to do this today. Definitely. So DeborahSilvermanAstrology.com is the website. Tell us what the starcommunity.com is, just because that website is... It's a, it's a platform of a membership for $22 a month where you get to learn about astrology. So every month, like the full moon, the new moon, the retrogrades, there's a video on each of them. And then there's a description about the sign. There's an interview, like last month was Shailene Woodley, a famous movie star that's in uh, Big Little Lies. She did Scorpio. And the month before that, we had Christiane 
Dr. Christiane Northrup. We're having people that are very well known. This next month we're having Sting's wife, Trudy Styler, talking about Capricorn. So the sign that they are, they come and they give us like this this experience. So there's interviews, there's a creative montage I produced. You'll see um, the, the montages are really my favorite part. But there's a whole bunch of stuff, and you get it for free every month, and you get to go, and there's a community of people there. So it's kind of like a fun way to learn astrology if you don't know it and you're just wanting to get acquainted. And if you're one of those people that love astrology, you're going to know where all, every single day I have a video that comes out and tells you where the moon is. Oh, nice. So you said two things. You said it's $22 a month, and then you said you get it free every month. What's once you're in the membership, that's included in the membership. It's free. So once oh, okay. you're in the membership, that's what comes for it. That's what you get for $22, yeah. Okay, perfect. And the name of the book is The Missing Element, and they can purchase it on Amazon, is that correct? Yes, and if you want to get a signed version by me with your chart inside, you just go to my website, Deborah Silverman Astrology, and you'll see um, the, there's a little link for my book. Sting actually interviewed it, and you'll see Sting's interview, and then you can buy it from me directly, and I'll sign it and send you a chart. Or you can go to Amazon and get it uh, just downloaded or you know, however you do your Amazon orders. Excellent. Well, thanks for making it easy and accessible, and thank you so much for writing this book. And it uh, really feels like the earth element has uh, made a presence oh, in your life now that this is amazing. Yes, it has. And, uh, and I didn't come to school. Yeah, that was, that's so true. <laughs> I had to learn earth. Thank you for noticing. You're welcome. All right, you have a beautiful holiday. You too, dear. Bye for now. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye, everyone.